1: Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
2: Well, that was a action-packed first hour of the show. Flew by. It's all right. Have no fear. We're here for another 56 minutes live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders HQ is what we like to call it. Raider Nation Radio 920. Got a lot of good feedback that's coming in by way of text message, the Sam and Ash text line, and also Raider Nation listener line. And we're going to go back out to it in a hot second. I did want to pass on a couple little nuggets real quick. Um, Tanner Muse was waived by the Raiders on Monday. He's cleared waivers, and he's now a free agent. He's free to sign with anybody. That comes from our very own Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle. And also, as mentioned earlier in the show, Latavius Murray, former Raider running back, uh, has been cut by the Saints and so he's available to sign with uh, any team that wants to sign him, including the Las Vegas Raiders, if they'd like to have a reunion with the Tay Train. I'm all for it. I think it would be great. I think he'd be a great part of the running back, whatever you want to call it, the room, the trio, the mix. You know what I mean? Just however you want to put it, however you want to slice it, Tay Train would be great. Uh, back in the silver black, in my opinion. Uh, also, the Raiders, uh, they they protected a couple guys on the practice squad. You could protect four guys. Defensive van Gary Green. Uh, wide receiver, David Moore. Linebacker, Patrick uh, Onwuacer. I always say his name wrong. Apologize, Patrick. And defensive tackle, Kendall Vickers. So uh, those are the four, even though I got Patrick's name wrong. Sorry, Patrick, I always mess your name up. But, uh, yeah, those are the four that the Raiders have protected as of right now. Now let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200, and let's talk to Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's up, my homeboy Q? Chilling, man, chilling, y'all. Good? Say,
1: yeah, man, I'm just going to say I'm beyond jacked right now. I got my tickets, Section 144. I'm in the end zone. I'm going to watch our our team score on those chickens that are coming in. I got my app, I downloaded everything, I'm ready to go. I got tickets to the Charles Woodson signing event. I'm stoked. I can't wait. I'm sitting at work with my heart beating, just thinking about being in that stadium. And it's a long time coming, man.
0: Yeah, We've it been really
1: waiting is. For a true home for a right? long, long time. And right? I hope it's just like my first Raider game in the in the Coliseum in, in Oakland and we get that dove off of interception off these clowns. I there you going to
2: say Raider Nation, <laughs> Good go stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for that call, Fargo Raider. I appreciate you. And let me go ahead and update that nugget. I just passed on a nugget about Tanner Muse. Is free to sign with anybody. He has chosen to sign with somebody. He is signing with the Seahawks. He's signing with the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. So the 2020, th- 2020 third-round draft pick is now going to Seattle. K.J. Wright, heads from Seattle and signs with the Raiders, and and uh, Tanner Muse turns right around and signs with the Seahawks. So that's two officially now, two official uh, third-round picks from 2020 that are no longer with the silver and black. So, um, yeah, look at it how you want to. Uh, it's obviously disappointing. Third-round picks are very valuable. But as Ed Granny pointed out earlier in the show, if uh, K.J. Wright goes out there and balls out and the Raiders are winning, nobody's going to talk about the third-round pick and nobody's going to talk about Tanner Muse, but he is officially signing with the Raiders practice squad. want to give a big shout-out to my guy at uh, rrich1990 on Twitter who uh, passed that along to me as well. Thank you so much for that information. Things fly while you're here on the radio. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider from the IE, what's on your mind this afternoon, my man? What's up, Brother Q? Chillin', man. Chilling. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, thanks
1: for that update on on uh, Muse. That kind of sucks, though. It's all about that third round pick, you know. Hopefully, yep. you know, we get a little bit more value in those picks. <clears throat> a little insight. I'm hearing uh, some uh, the status of Incognito. Is he mm. good to go? or Is he still lingering with a little tender calf?
2: Uh, I believe he still has a tender calf. He hasn't been at practice since he uh, he got banged up in that uh that Rams game.
1: Damn. So. We, we we're going to sit in Simpson or or or
2: Good. Uh, I believe that. Well, I think Good is going to be locked in at that uh, that right guard position. So I think that Simpson would be the next man up. But that doesn't mean that Richie's not going to play. They uh, they know what they have in Richie Incognito. He's been in the league long enough. So as long as he's ready to go for Monday, he'll be out there.
1: Last last but not least, is is there any interest in putting a little bit more depth? There's a, there's a few guards out there. I think guard right now is our one area that we might want to put somebody else on that practice squad mm-hmm. uh, i think it might be nice i think there was a few rumblings of some ex-saints and then i think also uh an ex-viking uh, out there that we might want to put some depth out there for guards any interest out there or no
2: um i would think so great uh you know great great call my man and, and great thought and yeah i would think so i think the offensive line you should get as much depth as possible you know what I mean? Because the that's the trenches, man. You've got to be able to win in the trenches. So if there's some available guys out there, and I know there are a few dudes out there available right now, I definitely think that the Raiders are looking into it, and they're doing a good job. What I can say is that they've been combing the, the waiver wire a lot. So I, I think there's plenty of interest out there. So thank you so much for that call, my man. Appreciate it. Definitely want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. How are you feeling, Raider Nation? Tanner Muse, uh, there was a lot of expectations. I thought that he was going to clear waivers and end up signing back with the Raiders on the practice squad. He's now headed to Seattle. He's going that way. So um, that's a third-round pick, similar to what uh, we just heard from Raider in the IE. That is gone. You know, So the value is just not there. And Mike Mayock said it, and I know he has no problem owning it. He said it when the Raiders had the, the multiple third-round picks. You know, Having multiple third-round picks is like stealing. Like stealing candy, those are, you should be getting starters out of the third round. Well, unfortunately for the Raiders, they have two guys that are no longer with the team. So Brian Edwards is the last of the Mohicans that's still hanging from that third round in 2020. And I, the expectations for Edwards are high. I've seen a lot of good things from him in practice, but, you know, it just, it, it kind of is what it is. You just, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, hopefully well, hey, that's
3: one starter out of the three.
2: Yeah, if yeah, and that's if and that's if Edwards is able to go out there and 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 be the guy that everyone's expecting it to be. So I mean, again, it's it's a crapshoot, man. The draft is never there's never a perfect science to it. Some teams do it really well, some teams not so much, but. Uh, you know, you, you, you try to go up to bat, and you try to get a hit every single time you, you go up to bat, and it doesn't always work out that way. And so, unfortunately for the Raiders, two out of their three draft picks in the third round just didn't shake out. Uh, here's an interesting note from Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He joins us on the show sometimes. He said, didn't sound like the Raiders want a muse back after signing linebacker Patrick, and I'm going to say his name wrong, Patrick Sir, I got to get that. Uh, Oh, I think I have it. Hold on. Hold on. I got the roster here from today. Oh, it doesn't have it. I thought it had the uh, pronunciation <laughs> guide. Man, I'm telling you, as a dude who used to do PA for Baylor, Baylor softball, there'd be some names sometimes, and I would say it, and I knew I said it wrong, so i just say it really fast. I can't even say Patrick's name really fast. I, I can't even use that and just try to say it really fast so nobody hears it. Oh, it's
3: man, just, it's the worst. I remember one time I was doing play-by-play for UNLV women's basketball, and I accidentally said the, uh, the UNLV coach's name wrong, and she came and pressed me the next day. Like legit, like. How did just, you
2: not get her name right? She's the coach. She's always there.
3: Exactly, man. It was you know, it's it a slip of the tongue. She came and pressed me the next day, and you all, you know, you like. She's like former basketball player. She's like a, over six foot, and you know I'm short. and Yeah, it's you just are. like And it's just one of those like, man, please, I'm sorry.
2: Wow, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. So, did you get her name right? Do you have another pronunciation of her name correctly now? Sounds like a no. No comment. Okay, so that's a no. That's okay. I'll tell you a quick, quick story. I, I said one young lady's name at the Baylor Softball, and I forget what, what team she played for. It might have been uh, Grand Canyon. I'm not sure who it was, but they, it was a tournament. And I said her name, and somehow it sounded like I her name her last name was Goat, and, and it wasn't. But everyone everyone on her team heard me say that. So every time that she went up to bat, or any time that she made a play, they would always start going ah, you know her bat. So <laughs> they got mad at me because I gave her this nickname that I didn't mean to give her a, a nickname, but you know it happens. So there you go. We'll get Patrick's name. We'll get Patrick's name correct at some point. I'll have to reach out to Will and. Say, hey, man, you got to give me a pronunciation guide. Uh, 313 is the time. Before we take a break, let's get one more call in. Uh, We got Tim calling out of San Jose, the 408 representing. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man?
1: How's it going, Q? How you doing?
2: Chilling, man, chilling.
1: Man, I just want to say, like, uh, you know, KJ Wright, it's nice to have him now, but it's just what a nice to see Muse, you know, for the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good luck to him. But you know what, man, I feel like, if we're not going to hit these picks,
2: you know maybe we got to
1: take the Rams approach and just start trading them for for value. It's crazy, but at some point, you know what I mean. Maybe we're just mm-hmm. good at this. Let's let's trade these picks. I mean, shoot, if we if we some of these mock drafts in the past, I bet you you know we would have some value players on this squad. I mean, I, that's how crazy it is to me. How bad we don't do well. We do well in the later drafts, but yeah. these first rounds, man, they got to hit. So. I'm just saying, I, I think we got to start looking at You know, I don't know. I just, it, it would have been nice to, to, to see news, you know, for the future, but hopefully, you know, we, we figure it out. But excited for the season, man. Thanks for no, being my call.
2: No doubt, man. Appreciate you, Tim. Thank you for calling from the 408, listening on the Raiders mobile app. And you can check out uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 anywhere you're at, no matter what you're doing. If you download the Raider mobile app on your phone and click on radio and then boom, bada bing, we're right there. Of course, uh, if you're sitting in front of your computer, you can always go to uh, LVSports.com and uh, you can hit on Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. But the Raiders mobile app is so super simple and most of you already have it on your phone. So you can just go ahead and and download that today. So thank you for that. And I'll I'll tell you and then we'll take a break. uh, That's the that's the biggest issue is, yeah, you can go and you could trade your picks like the Rams do but then you have to always do that and then you can sign free agents but then you always have to do that you know like you said it you hit the you hit it on the on the head with the d word they don't have depth you know the depth is not there because they don't have you know their multiple picks their third round picks their fourth round picks their fifth round picks they don't have all of those because they're getting they're, they're releasing a lot of those guys you know and they're not working out they're not shaking out and so that's how you build up depth is having a, a lot of your draft picks stick with your team and if you can keep as many of your draft picks you can get them to to be to be positive and and be good players on your team then you know, when a guy, just like what Seattle did with K.J. Wright, as good as K.J. Wright is and as excited as, as Raider Nation is to have him as part of the silver and black, they said, we have a younger dude that's coming up that could play, and we feel just as confident in him as we do with K.J., even though K.J. is a hell of a player on and off the field. Great leader, all that good stuff. They felt like it was okay to let him walk because they had a young dude. The Raiders need to be able to start doing that where they, they draft well enough where they feel like that they can allow a guy to walk because they have a young dude coming up right behind them. That's the key. And that's what every team is trying to do. And I know damn well that's what Mike Mayock is trying to do. And that's what John Gruden is trying to do as well. Just again, sometimes it hits and sometimes it misses. Uh Damon, you said we had another caller. Who was who was on the phone?
3: Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh it took me a while. Pines to palms. Guess that has to, to palms. do with some of
2: these locations. Okay. I like that. I like that. What's on your mind this afternoon? Appreciate you calling. Hey Q, how's it going, man? Chilling, man. Good, appreciate you.
1: Hey, man, I love the podcast. Love your work here. I'm listening to you every day out here in Denver.
2: Nice, nice. But
1: hey, hey, I wanted to. I just wanted to call. I'm going to be there on Monday. I'm a PSL owner, dude. I cannot wait. Uh, I saw the last game of the Oakland Raiders out here in Denver, and what a dud that was back at the end of 2019.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm just so fired up for Monday night, man. It's it's just going to be lit. And you know, I'm not going to guarantee a win. But I think the defense is going to show some people some things on Monday night, and I think on Tuesday morning the talk of the NFL is going to be what the Raiders defense, how it held up against uh, how it held up against Lamar Jackson and that Ravens rushing attack. Man, I mean, I know it's a t- it's a tall order for Week One, and I think I I think they're going to give them hell, man. And I just cannot wait to be out there with the nation, man.
3: Raiders.
2: Nice, nice. And you already downloaded your Clear app and you got all your stuff, you're good to go for the vaccination and everything? And he's gone. (laughs)
3: he's already gone. Let's leave that up to the imagination.
2: Tabon cut him off. Well, he's got to (laughs) be. No, 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 that wasn't me. He dropped his Raiders, and he dropped immediately. Oh, okay. All right, hey, that was his his mic drop moment. I'm not mad at him. That's okay. That'll work. So, uh, yeah, uh, make sure uh, you get that. You get your clear app and all your uh, information in there and get it taken care of so you don't have any any kind of hesitation, any kind of slowdown uh, getting into the stadium on Monday. But we cannot wait to see you out there. Appreciate you calling in from Denver. Uh, That's good stuff right there. I'll say this, and then we'll take a break. Uh, If I'm the Raiders, I would really seriously think about bringing in Latavius Murray if you have some interest because I'll tell you a team that does have some interest, I would think, a team that's been losing running backs left and right, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. I'm just going to throw it out there. They've been losing, guys. They've, they're they down two running backs. One, uh, J.K. Dobbins to a torn ACL. And then uh, Hill, they got him. Uh, they lost him, Justice Hill. They lost him to what looks like a torn Achilles. So uh, I, I could see a spot for a Latavius Murray in Baltimore. I'm just throwing it out there. Now, don't go sign a guy just because, you know, you don't want another team to sign him, but I think that the Tay Train is this is the guy that I'm going to start pounding the table for for the next couple hours or maybe the next uh, you know 24 hours and see what ends up happening. But I do think he signs with a team very very soon. 319 is the time. Good stuff. Great feedback. Appreciate all the calls and texts. Uh, coming up next, Palo Verde Head Football Coach Joe Asneres. He is the recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award, the third week that we've been doing this here on Raider Nation Radio with the Raiders. You'll hear from him next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness,
2: roughness.
0: here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm
2: going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We are now into week three of the high school football season, which means week three of the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week Award, and this week, please announce that the winner is Palo Verde High Head Football Coach Joe Aznarez, here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, and Coach Thank you so much for your time congratulations on being the tom flores coach of the week but more importantly congratulations on your team picking up that hard-fought victory friday night over green valley
4: well thank you very much it's uh it's what an honor to uh to uh receive this award and uh you know uh all the credit goes to our kids they uh they, they battled and competed and you know all the cliches that you can throw out out the door and uh they uh they did a heck of a job.
2: Yeah, I mean, your team overcame some major adversity. I mean, you're potentially losing your starting quarterback to an injury. Uh, you fell behind a few scores. You faced fourth down multiple times on the final drive. You converted them all. I mean, how proud of your team were you just to, for them to be able to hang in there and overcome all of that? Uh, that's
4: just it. You know, that, that, the, the word is pride. You know, we uh, we have a say. It's Palo Verde, pride to the day I die, and the kids really demonstrated that. You know, losing the quarterback, you know, a, a lot of teams could kind of you know go pretty south uh fast and uh our kids just stepped up and they kept plugging along and we had some uh we just made big plays on both sides of the ball that's what and the kids start believing and then you know uh not to mention we had a bunch of turnovers too and the the, the kids just kept pushing through they were they refused to get beat that night
2: Yeah, no, it was very impressive. Again, I mean, just to have the mindset and and youngsters that have that mindset to be able to keep uh, battling through. I mean, when you lose your quarterback, like you mentioned early in the game, I mean, in the first quarter, is there a conversation on the sideline just trying to regroup your team and get them refocused?
4: Well, a conversation amongst us coaches really, uh, kind of, it changed our game plan quite a bit. Um, but then, you know, as we started kind of, you know, having a little bit of success, we said, okay, maybe we can do this, maybe we can do that. And, um, and and it just kinda of lended itself to uh, you know what, you know, the kid they just said, All right, we can we can do this no matter who's uh you know, the quarterback of this game.
2: Absolutely. We're talking right now with Palo Verde High Head football coach, coach Joe Asnarez here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And what's been your overall feeling of your team so far this season? I mean, it's still really hot out. Cramps could kick in at any time. Uh they didn't play last season. Just what's been your overall assessment of the team as you're two and one so far in the young season?
4: Uh, I guess the overall word I'd like to just you know use to describe this year is gratitude. You know I think the kids are appreciative of having the opportunity to be out there. I know we as coaches are. Um, and you know, and, and winning some games, you know, in the manner in which we're doing it, it is also, uh, you know, something that you're very pleased with the results because shoot that's the reason why we're out in that heat you know and practicing six days a week and lifted all the weights in the summer is uh, going out on Friday nights and get to experience you know everybody gets to have a great time at the football games on Friday night.
2: Do you feel like you still have to kind of remind the guys that hey we're, we're not out of the woods yet as far as COVID goes I know it feels normal it looks a little bit more normal but we're still not quite where we need to be?
4: Uh, absolutely. It's a daily reminder with us, you know, we, uh, you know, we have our protocols in place that we're, we're telling these guys, you know, do the best you can. Uh, it, it's not a bubble situation. Like some of the, uh, you know, some like the stuff they see on TV. Cause you know, right. uh, kids, kids will, you know, they're, they're only as good as their, their company sometimes. So they can, uh, <laughs> they can, you know, take off the mask and do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think our kids are just bought in into everything that we're trying to preach and that's definitely part of it right
2: now and coach the Panthers have two more games before you get into district play or league play Uh, besides accounting for injuries trying to overcome that what do you really need to see from your team before it really gets real with league play
4: Well, it's consistency, Um, you know, right now we, uh, you know, our message today in practice was that, you know, last Friday doesn't mean a dang thing if you don't come out and take care of business this week, Uh, you know, it's over with, it's in the rearview mirror, and we're just going to, you know, push forward and, and try to, you know, win each week. And, you know, and it starts with by having a great practice,
2: you know, going back to the game on Friday night. Uh, a lot of times special teams gets overlooked by fans. Sometimes it gets overlooked by media. You know, we always talk about offense, defense, but a lot of times we forget to talk special teams. But that was a key. That was a big key to your victory, uh, being able to block a, an extra point in the third quarter. Uh, how important is special teams? How much do you stress them? And, and how, how critical and proud of you uh, or How proud were you of your team to be able to execute it like they did?
4: You know what? Uh, I, we, we really emphasize special teams. We've had, you know, in, in our three games, we've had two kickoff returns and then we had two blocks um, in that game on Friday against Green Valley. And, you know, it, it is a big part of what we want to do. Uh, another another saying we have is you never know which play is going to be the play to win the game. Right. And, you know, blocking an extra point there, you know, it was uh, may have seemed, you know, kind of harmless at the time. But, it you know, that was the, the one that kind of let us get ahead at the end of the night.
2: Yeah, I mean 21-20, that's the victory right there, you know, that one point was so critical. So, hats off to the special teams unit just to stick in there. Sometimes that play, especially blocking an extra punt, or extra extra point, sometimes that's just kind of one of those routine plays, you know, just like, oh well, okay, here's one extra play, but to to have the wherewithal to stick with it and really get after it, uh that that had to be pretty special.
4: Yeah, it was. It was kind of funny. Uh we blocked the extra point uh earlier I think in the third quarter. And then uh, later on in the third quarter, we block a field goal. And they, uh, you know, our, our kids, I think, you know, the year off of football kind of did their brains short-circuited them a little bit? They didn't realize that after the blocked field goal, it was a live ball, and our <laughs> guy just kind of stood there around with the ball where he could have taken off and and got us got us another cheap score uh, right. that way. So it was a definite teaching point. Uh, we had a laugh at, after the game, but uh, during the game, you were really scratching your head as to what the heck was that kid thinking.
2: <laughs> right, no doubt. Well, it's still early in the season, so maybe they just you know trying to trying to get back into the groove of things, like you mentioned with the year off. We're talking right now. Now with coach joe asnarez palo verde panthers came up with a big victory on friday night they're two and one on the season and coach i mentioned that you're the recipient of the tom flores high school coach of the week award how important is it for you how important do you feel it is for your program that the raiders are so heavily involved in the community and, and have this program going
4: oh it's a it's a tremendous honor um as a lifelong las vegan native myself it's a uh, I never thought that we'd ever see a professional football team here. And then one as prestigious as the Raiders to, to be, to be in uh, my hometown and our hometown. It's real special. Uh, The namesake, Tom Flores, you know, a hall of famer this year, this last summer. And it's, it's just a real special deal. Um, uh, You know, it's not an award for me per se, but our coaching staff, you know, we're going to share that with them and they do a great job too. And, Oftentimes, you know, the head coach gets a lot of the credit and blame sometimes, but, you know, I want to really give our uh, assistant coaches uh, who do a great job for us uh, a little shout out, too.
2: No doubt about it, coach. And, and I've always told people that high school football coaches are way more than just that. I mean, you guys are mentors, your teachers, your father figures at times, friends, you know, just sounding boards. I mean, how important is it for you to not only teach the X's and O's, not only teach the wins and losses, but also, you know, help grow these young men into, well, young men in society?
4: Special deal. You know, special deal, you know. Uh my father was a coach, uh, for 30 years in this town. And it was, uh, something I guess was kind of in the, uh, in the, in the family business, I guess. So it was, it was definitely something I saw at an early age and how, how he affected, uh, you know, high school kids. And, uh, you know, I hope to have a, some of the slight impact that he did on, on his athletes that, you know, I can have on mine. So it it is a special deal and everybody remembers their coach, uh, you know, growing up and, hopefully they'll always remember me pretty fondly
2: yeah absolutely coach and before i let you go this upcoming week uh the panthers are hosting shadow ridge they're also two and one on the season what challenges do the mustangs present for you guys
4: uh they're a good physical team you know we've had battles with them uh every year since i've you know been there the head coach and uh it it, they've never they've never laid down for anybody they're they're good physical team good defensive line um you know so they're familiar with us we're familiar with them and it's uh we're going to have our hands full on friday
2: night well physicality is kind of the name of the game then on friday because your your team is a very physical team as well as you displayed it uh last week
4: yeah yeah we we, uh you know we we practice what we preach we uh you know we we bang and practice and we, we we teach it it's a mentality and i think it uh if you can bring one thing to to a game every every week it's physicality you may you may miss a play here and there but if you uh If you make them pay for what they want to want to do and uh, on both sides of the balls, it's uh, I think you'll be uh, you'll be okay.
2: Absolutely. Well, coach, I want to congratulate you again. Congratulate your team as well on the big, hard fought victory that you had over Green Valley. Uh, Much luck to you this uh, this Friday versus Shadow Ridge. and, And congratulations again on being named the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week.
4: Thank you very much. I appreciate
2: it. There he goes right there, Head Coach Joe Asnarez, Palo Verde High School. Uh, the Panthers 2-1 and one on the season after picking up the 21-20 victory over Green Valley on Friday night. And he is the recipient, the third recipient of the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week. Uh, his program will be rewarded $1,000 and he'll also be in the running to be Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Year, coming up at the end of the high school football season. So good stuff from head coach Joe Asnarez right there. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What To you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man,
0: being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness.
2: Unnecessary roughness.
0: Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q.
2: Got about 20 something minutes left in today's show. Another one that just flies by. Action pack. We're live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. My man Damon Cotton, he's in studio, behind the wheels of steel. I would have thought, Damon, Just side note, with all my references to Jermaine Dupri today, and the Brat, I would have got one rejoinder that was the Brat. Just saying. Since the Brat's my girl, still my girl. Just saying. Just you know what? I, I tried, tried
3: to look up a couple songs. This is uh, this Funk was. This can, this can was be her made. best.
2: Functified was her number one hit. Number one hit. You could have just played the very beginning. Everyone would have recognized that song.
3: I did listen to it, but I didn't know. I didn't know how clean it was. Q. I couldn't risk it. Man, I played. Play, I listened to like the first five. Play seconds, the very
2: beginning, it. man. Play the beginning where just the just the just the beginning drops where the beat. It's not even any words. Just play that part. Like now. <laughs> like currently. Yeah. Let me just pull up the brat. No, Give I'm serious. No, yeah, the brat. D A brat. Functified. I'll do some house cleaning. You tell me while you tell me when you have that. I just got it here one time for 09. I do want to do a little house cleaning real quick though. Uh, I got to give a big shout out to my guy uh Bobby, who's actually in Baltimore listening. First time he's listening to Raider Nation Radio 920, but wanted to get the vibe of Raider Nation. He actually chimed in and I thank him uh immensely, more than he'll ever know. I was struggling with linebacker Patrick Owasu's name, and he let me know. He said, Hey, listen to the show right now. It's wasu Uh, Dash W A H Dash Owasu. O- so he said I had the same issues when he was in Baltimore, uh, laughing his ass off. That's a, a former Baltimore Raven linebacker Patrick Uwasu. So thank you, Bobby. Bobby comes through like the first of the month. I definitely appreciate that. Now I'll never forget I back, how. To, you've been waiting for now too. I'll never forget how to say Patrick's last name. Now what do you have for me? Hold on. What do you have for me?
3: You've been waiting on it. I got you, man. The brat. All
2: right, drop it one time. Punk, yeah. hey. hey, hey, he said functify by the way, right now someone's riding down Las Vegas Boulevard jamming right now, let's go, hey, what, what, all right, that's all I needed, thank you, that's what I'm talking about, that doesn't get you fired up, that didn't get you fired up,
3: Hey man, if you fired up, I'm fired up. I'm living, I'm living vicariously through you. If that if that got you, man, yo, if that got you nodding your head, if that if that's gonna make the next 15 minutes of this show be even bigger and better, then then that's what it, that's what we needed.
2: I guarantee you, right now, Tim in San Jose was riding. I guarantee you, Raider Mike was riding. Ruben in Vegas was riding. Fargo Raider was riding. Raider from the IE was riding. Everyone was feeling that. Mama Q's at the house, like, hey, that's like my clubbing days. Even Mama Q's feeling that one. Just saying. If Mama Q's feeling it, you know it's legit. Just throwing that out there. Uh, also wanted to pass along, Le'Veon Bell. Remember that guy? He's signing to the practice squad of the Baltimore Ravens. So I mentioned that Latavius Murray might be a guy Baltimore's interested in. They're signing former really good running back Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. I don't know what he has left in the tank. I'll just be straight up about it. Uh, I don't think Le'Veon Bell's been Le'Veon Bell since he's left Pittsburgh. But that's just me. So he's going to join the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just know that his time with the Jets was very underwhelming. I know his time with Kansas City was very underwhelming. So I'm just not too sure that a year later, he's all of a sudden going to be Le'Veon Bell of old. But – he signed it with the Baltimore Ravens, so he'll probably be available. He's on the practice squad right now, but I'm sure he'll be added to the 53-man roster as soon as he's ready, which could be as early as Monday for all we know. So that's a, a note I wanted to pass along. Our guy Vinny Bonsignor, who's coming up in a few minutes to join, uh, join me and then obviously do In the Huddle 4 to 6 p.m. No, I think 4 to 4.50 here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, put out there for clarity on Tanner Muse. According to a source, the Raiders did make a practice squad offer to the young linebacker, and he decided to sign with Seattle anyways and the one note that's been pointed out multiple times is that the Raiders did release him and waive him on his birthday so maybe that's a little something that he got offended for or maybe he just thought that hey I'm not going to get any playing time and maybe I should go to Seattle uh, maybe he's just not a great fit with what he, uh, you know the Raiders have going on he thought that it's a better better landing spot in Seattle than than being there uh, back with the Raiders and, and on the practice squad you know some guys take it personally some guys say hey you know what the the uh, the better opportunities over here so that's what they're doing so uh, just a couple little notes that I wanted to pass along. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor does a great job of getting the inside scoop. So uh, he put out there on Twitter about eh, about 20 minutes ago uh, that the Raiders did in- indeed try to put Tanner Muse on the practice squad. He just decided to go to Seattle. So there you go with that. I did get a couple text messages on the Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, from our guy Tom. You know it's not official until Tom chimes in on the show. He hit us with a couple talking about the loss of tanner muse the, the third round pick he said nah what's the big deal it's only a third round pick you draft to sign two contracts you know a starter versus a one year rental that won't play 60 percent of the snaps even trade and then uh when i was talking about latavius murray uh, possibly being re-signed by the raiders and i know it's a probably a long shot he probably does not want to be a third down back or a third uh running back and probably the money that they'd be able to offer him probably wouldn't be uh very much but i think it would be cool to see tay train back in the silver and black but uh Tom said, I really don't see Tay signing to be a third-string running back, Hugh, on any team, let alone the Raiders, probably Baltimore or the Rams. And so Baltimore doesn't look like that's an option, possibly the Rams or anywhere. I think that he still has a lot of ability, so I'm sure he'll land a spot somewhere. But it doesn't sound like um, you know, it's going to be in Baltimore after they sign Le'Veon Bell. And I don't think that the Raiders really have room for him or really need him. I just selfishly think it'd be kind of cool to see Tay train back with the silver and black. But that's just me. I was a, a Tay-Train guy. I'll never forget, and I'm sure all of Raider Nation is with me on this, I will never forget that season. I believe it was Derek Carr's rookie year, right? When the Raiders hadn't won a game, they were 0 and it was that Thursday night football game in Oakland raining pouring down rain i remember i was in texas and i couldn't get the tv and i was trying to bootleg the the game and i couldn't even get it on the the bootleg so i went to a terrible sports bar but they had the game so i stayed <laughs> and i watched it and it was terrible terrible pouring rain and tay train really broke on the scene that game and uh, had a couple long touchdown runs and everyone thought wow this latavius murray guy is good <laughs> he's good and he's fast i like him <laughs> you know, so I, I I became a fan of Tay Train that night when uh, I saw that. So I thought that that was uh, pretty cool. Uh, Peg Leg Raider just hit me up. He's my guy in San Antonio. He said I'm still at work, so I can't call in. But make sure Demon can spell her name correct. Brat. <laughs> you got that? Brat. You know the brat tat tat tat. See, Peg Leg that. Raider. Peg Leg Raider was feeling the brat too. See. See that? You don't know the kind of feedback you're going to get and when you're going to get it. Something as simple as playing a little bit of the brat got some feedback already on the show. Simple as that. I be knowing, dog. (laughs) I know. know. Hey, look, man. I know the hip-hop that, as the kids would say, slaps, and I know the hip-hop that don't. And the brat, I'll tell you right now, and this is going to be controversial for the youngsters, the new booties, probably yourself as well. I'll take the brat's first album, the Funkified album, over what I'm listening to with Drake right now. I promise you, Drake's new album, to me, maybe because I'm not in a sad place in my life, I'm too old to be sad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, His album is less than stellar for me. It is slow, it is not that exciting. And you know what I saw today? A little note. This is going to be a great segue. You guys are going to not believe that I was able to tie all this together. That Monday Night Football, ESPN PR put this out today. ESPN announces Monday Night Football Music Collab with award-winning artist Drake, partnering, partnering throughout the 2021-22 season to choose tracks that reflect the energy, intensity, and storylines of select Monday Night Football game matchups. I'll tell you this, Raider Nation, and I quote tweeted ESPN and nobody responded to me. There was not a lot of energy and intensity in CLB, which is his his uh the his track, his uh, his CD. Uh, or not C D his, his his project Certified Lover Boy. There's not a lot of energy or intensity as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know what kind of energy and intensity he's going to bring for Monday Night Football. But I hope it don't start this upcoming week. Maybe it start it next week. Just going to throw it out there. There's like two tracks on that song or that, that whole piece of work that have a lot of energy. One is the one with Rose on it. I really like that track. And then the one, well Jay Z's verse is really good. There's like two tracks that are high energy. They got the one that's the old I'm too sexy for my my shirt sample. That one has high intensity but it's also a right said Fred sample. So take that for what it's worth.
3: Come on man Q, don't be a hater now. I'm not hating.
2: I'm not hating. I call it how it is. If it's good, I'll tell you it's good. I haven't even downloaded the the Kanye album, so that, what does that oh, tell yeah, you? yeah,
3: save yourself the trouble, but I'm telling you. Yeah, see, I see it, and I'm a Kanye when Monday, guy. When, when it's like Ravens, Raiders, and then you hear. Woo.
2: Doesn't that just get you fired up for football? Too for your Too for your does it? <laughs> does it? I'm just saying, has that ever fired someone up for football? Now, put the Brat Functified back on real quick, and then we'll go to Vinny. <laughs> put that back on and tell me if this don't get you fired up for football. I'm just going to throw it out there. Come on. Come on, dude. Time's a ticking. Five, four, 547. You know what, man? You know
3: what? You caught me again on this da Brat, man. I'm just not ready for DeBrat. But here we go. Here we go. Excuse me. I just need, I'm going to have this loaded up every let's day. Let's go.
2: Now. Let's do it. Hit it. Now. Hey, tell me that that don't get you a little bit more fired up for Monday night. Raiders Monday night. I mean, in the parking lot at Allegiant? Come on. So, so, so. All right, that's all. Telling you, I take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday and three times on Monday as opposed to what I heard from Drake. I don't even say his name right. Break. Let's call him break. Let's break him. Vinny Bonsignor, he's breaking. He's breaking news all the time. Right here on Radio Nation Radio 920 in the huddle. Of course, Las Vegas Review Journal as well. Does a great job with both. Vinny, I got to ask you the hard-hitting questions, man. The Brat or Drake? Who are you taking? Um,
0: the Brat on that, for sure. And um, yeah, Yeah, what you just played is definitely way better tailgating music. Walking around uh, in yep. the parking lot, throwing the ball around, uh, drinking your favorite drink, doing whatever it is that you do uh, you right. know, for, as you get yourself right for the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm rolling with that. I don't need something like, like there's a, hey, I'm not saying that after the game, when you get home, there might be a little something with that kind of with the music that strikes.
2: Right. Yeah. There's and you a feel in place
0: for that without question, but I'm not, I'm not feeling it in any way, shape or form as it relates to football without. No. So yeah,
2: no, not me either. So that's going to be interesting when he collaborate or collaborates with Monday night football. I want to see what they choose to collaborate with that's interesting but you had a lot of news that you've been rolling out today on your twitter account of course a lot had to do with tanner muse he cleared waivers i thought okay maybe he's gonna sign back with the raiders uh he doesn't he signs with seattle and then you uh, also rolled out that the raiders did have interest in bringing him back and they offered him and he still chose to go to seattle so what's the latest and the greatest with tanner muse
0: well um the easy answer for that um as it was explained to me uh by somebody in the know um Look at the Seattle Seahawks linebacker group. They've got four linebackers on the roster, if I counted correctly. uh, It's like three starters and uh, a backup. So um, I got to look at it again. But in any event, the Seahawks have the fewest amount of linebackers on their 53-man roster in the entire NFL. So before everyone starts, fire John Gruden, fire Mike Mayock, and all that nonsense. Um, Just take a look at, the situation that Tanner Muse is now going to, albeit on the practice squad, but nevertheless, uh, he's going to be able to get acclimated and all that good stuff, and chances are he might end up on their 53-man roster uh, before too long. Meanwhile, the Raiders, um, you know, you can say what you want, but the Raiders linebacker group, and I was taking a look at this earlier today, um, if it's not top 10 at this point with K.J. Wright and Perryman and and, uh, Kwiatkowski, and Corey Littleton, it's pretty much up there in right. that in that neighborhood. So losing Tanner Muse, no question, it hurts the development uh, end of it. But he wasn't going to be able to contribute this year the way a KJ Wright and a Penn right. Perryman and a Corey Littleton and Nick Wiekowski uh, can. And that's not even accounting for Nicholas Morrow when he gets back. So let's keep things real. A guy like Tanner Muse, who we wish—I just texted him—we wish him the best of luck, um, you know, as he moves on in, in his journey but for the raiders purposes it's not like he was irreplaceable they they've got um goals and objectives right now and they're they believe that that window is open right now and they want to maximize that and right now he's not part he's not he he isn't among the top 53 players that they could have kept on this roster and that's just the long and short of it
2: Right, I agree. No, I agree a hundred percent. And I mean, it is what it is. It's it's a it's a rough deal because at the end of the day, I don't think people were even upset the fact that Tanner Muse got waived. I think it's the fact that it's another third-round pick that got waived, and there was three of them, and now there's down to one. It's Brian Edwards is the last of Mohicans. So, uh, not obviously not great selections, and the in the long run for the Raiders.
0: No, uh, and and I think that Mike Mayock, going all the way back to when he was when he talked to us about reevaluating that twenty twenty draft, there were mistakes made. There was yep. no question there were mistakes made. Um, you know, I, I'm not an excuse guy, but I certainly am open to explanations or to to nuance and mm-hmm. perspective and context. Last year was a very weird year in terms <laughs> of the draft. If you are not adult enough, or um, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for to, to at least take that into account. Then, you know, th- that's where you're just a hater comes into mind. Like if you're not <laughs> right. willing to take a look at something honestly and say, you know what, of all the years that that could have happened, that was the year that that could have happened. Especially with the making, you know, position changes and in a year where you weren't going to have guys in your building, in a year where the the um, evaluation process was compromised dramatically uh, by COVID nineteen that was probably the year that was ripe for something like that to happen, where you you, you struck out on, on two third round picks. Uh, but the bottom line is, and and this is how I've always operated in my life, you learn from your mistakes and you try right. to make sure it doesn't happen again. And the fact that Mike Mayock has, and, and John Gruden have, have willingly conceded, hey, we may have all overthought it a little bit last year, uh, is the first step back to whatever recovery you want uh, th- them to make. I don't suspect that they'd make You know, mistakes like that again. And let's also keep in mind, it's a crapshoot. The draft is a crapshoot. Whether you're talking about the first pick of the draft to the last pick of the draft, we've seen we've seen mistakes. We've seen guys flame out. We've seen guys that just never translated from that very first pick to that very last pick. Uh, The key is try to make try to hit as many hard liners, doubles, home runs as you possibly can. And I know it's easy to reflect on some of the mistakes, but. If you're gonna do that, you also have to concede some of the some of the fines that they've made uh, a, a, as well. So uh, it goes back and forth, um, but but certainly. Yeah. That's not going to be their best moment without question.
2: No, it's not. And, and you know, and I mentioned it earlier, the, the way you develop depth and the way you allow, you know, guys to walk once they hit free agency is you hit on some of the lower uh, round picks, the third rounders, the fourth rounders, the fifth rounders. You start to stack up young talent and then you develop them and then you let some other guys uh, walk, you know, and you feel comfortable with them walking. And right now the Raiders aren't necessarily in that position because the cover's not as full as they would like it to be. But, again, like you said, you keep going to bat, you keep on swinging because that's all you really can do. Um, how? How about this? And, and this is just kind of nostalgia, as far as I'm concerned. Probably not something that's even serious. Um, Latavius Murray, he gets cut from the the Saints, and I know he's one a fan favorite of Raider Nation. Uh, he was one that that I was a big fan of. You know, I always liked the Tay Train. I always liked when he threw the tee up when he scored a touchdown. Uh, I don't really see how the Raiders could bring him back. But um, what are your thoughts on Tay Train?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, from a nostalgic standpoint, sure. You know, right. why not? But I mean, from a practicality standpoint um assuming Josh Jacobs is good to go and everything that I've heard uh today um was that he'll be back on the field on Thursday the last couple of practices that he missed um, was a chance for uh, the new running back, Peyton Barber, to to get out there and get onboarded and all that. Because um, uh, there's a chance that he's going to have to play a role, some kind of a role, right. on Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. So I don't see where the need or the fit is,
2: right. um,
0: especially at this point. You know, uh, you're, you're just getting this guy acclimated to your offense. Are you going to restart that process? Uh, and does Murray even want to come here? Right. Um, a, guy, a guy like Peyton... This is a great situation for him because it is what he is. He's a third down back. He's not a guy that's expected to be a, a featured back. He's not a guy that's expected to be a 50-50 guy, um, you know, or anything. He knows what his role is. Right. Is Murray, is that what Murray's role is? I don't I don't think that that's that's even his role.
2: No, I am with you. I am I'm sure that uh, you know, that it's not uh again, I just like I said, I go back to seeing him. Uh, Derek Carr's rookie year and, and him helped uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs on on uh, on I think it was Thursday Night Football getting their first victory of the year and it was just awesome so yeah I'm, I'm with you again that's just uh, you know Raider Nation sees that I saw that I'm not going to lie I saw it and was like hey, yeah dude. yeah for sure no it's a,
0: it's <laughs> that anytime a name becomes available you know uh, whether it's the team that you're covering like, like myself or you know people that are fans of the team you're going to automatically start thinking well how would he fit in in this situation, especially when there's ties uh, like, like there like right. there are. But, you know, I think barring some sort of an injury or, or a situation like that probably that that ship has, has, has sailed
2: no doubt about it uh well vinny uh have a great show man you're coming up in the huddle it's going to be a shortened show we as we have uh some baseball action for you as well but uh yes vinny boston you're in the huddles coming down coming up next to hold it down uh for the next about hour or so uh this is unnecessary roughness live from intermountain Healthcare performance center here on raider nation radio 920